0: this is shiar Jeshub, coming from shiar jashub christian tabernacle in madison connecticut and featuring the ministry of pastor greg scalzo hi i'm patty scalzo and i hope you have been enjoying the new testament section of my husband's study series on heavenly authority pastor has been discussing divisions in the church and in the current sermon He began by reviewing the situation in the church at Corinth, and then moved on to the letter to the Ephesians, chapter 4, where the Apostle Paul beseeches the people in that church to walk worthy of the calling with which they were called. Paul writes, "...with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit, in the bond of peace. Now, let's rejoin Pastor Greg.
1: Then he goes on, after he has spoken about the one body, he discusses the the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the offices in the church, he says down in verse 11, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, as some pastors and teachers, verse 12, why? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying, the building up, to be edified of the body of Christ, to be built up in knowledge, verse 13, till till we all come to the unity of of the faith. Now, when I talk about a movement called unity, there's a church called unity, which is as cultic as you can get, it's the New Age movement. The unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a what? Perfect man. Just like Jesus said, perfect one, perfect in one. Same word here perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom, from Christ, the whole body joined and knit together together, by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. That's a long section. It's a lot of stuff in there, a lot of meat in there. Causes growth, the body, the church growing for the edifying of itself, how the church builds itself. In love and again you notice the closing there the motivation is love love permeates the section that if there's not love of the brethren one for the other it's not going to work because you'll never get to this point of receiving the mind of Christ there's going to be too much animosity as the church in Corinth when you read in verse 14 it sounds like what Paul is dealing with in Corinth right tossed to and fro carried by every wind of doctrine You have these super apostles, those that are saying they know better, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. There's a lot of confusion. But it sounds like today there's a lot of confusion in the church overall today. One perfect man, one complete man, that's what the church should become. The gifts, the offices are given Till we come to this unity of the faith. And listen to what it says in verse 13. Till we come to the unity of the faith and of what? The knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. The knowledge of the Son of God. To the measure, the word there is metron, we get the word meter from it. To be able to meter, to measure, to the measure of the stature, the time of life, the age, the height. The development, the growth, the maturity of the fullness of who? Christ. Jesus Christ, fully mature, if we could measure ourselves and become like him. The fullness, not just part of him. Many times in the church, we have part. We saw that in the study of the seven churches how one church would do this great, that wonderfully, and then but one area they lacked. The fullness not measuring ourselves by others, but measuring ourselves by Christ to come to the knowledge of the Son of God. And love is the motive, but the knowledge of Jesus Christ, the lack of knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. The lack of knowledge, the lack of the fullness of the mind of Jesus, that's what causes division. Because one believes one thing is right, and one believes the other thing is right. Now, in some instances, they both could be correct, depending on one part of it, one has another part. Some things, one is just wrong, and the other is right. Sometimes both are wrong. Jesus has the truth. And the church, the motivation needs to be love, but we need the knowledge. We need to know what does Jesus think? What does Jesus think? And if we love each other and we pray and we desire to know, you do need knowledge. We don't need knowledge of every area to be saved. All we need to do is receive Jesus Christ. But we're speaking about why the church is crippled, why it is confused, why you have what you had in Corinth, what started there, multiplied over the church history. There is a lack of knowledge of the Son of God. When we know Jesus, we need to come into the place of the perfect one in the knowledge of him, the fullness of his maturity, the measure of him not being childish, not, what does he say in verse 14, that we should no longer be children, not children the good sense of having faith like children, children the sense of being childish. You know, when kids, they set something on their mind and they're just going to stick with it. They tell you a story and it's wrong, but they're going to stick with it because it's their story. Not being childish, but having the maturity, the stature of the fullness of Christ. What you read in verse 14 sounds like church history. It sounds like today. Every wind of doctrine, every wind of teaching, being cast to and fro by the trickery of men, because we saw very clearly there are those that come into the church, religious leaders, who want to use the people. And so you have deceit and trickery and craftiness, not Messiah's teaching, the fullness of Messiah. And you see this contrast. And he says, verse 15, by speaking the truth in love, truth, knowledge. We have to have knowledge of the mind of Christ. And how do we do it? When we have that knowledge, are we brazen about it? No, in love. The motivation to bring the church together has to be in love, but the goal has to be truth. The knowledge of the Son of God. What does Jesus say? What does Jesus think? What does the head? Because the whole body grows from and moves from the head. The head is Christ. He must direct he must give us his mind. The mind of Christ directing the church. And when the mind of the Lord Jesus Christ moves every believer, the church will be in agreement. The body will work together, function together. It will not be splintered. It will not be, there will not be factions, there will not be heresy among the true believers. You'll always have heresy among those who play church. And when they agree on earth concerning anything, when they are gathered together, all the believers throughout this world gathered together in agreement, one mind and one accord, can you imagine how the Spirit will be poured out in the last days? From whom? From Christ. Edifying, building up, spiritual growth, knowledge, motivation, and love. Not in brashness, not an arrogance. Corinth had a lot of bold people. A lot of teachings that were not of Christ. This is the opposite. A motivation of lowliness, humility, love, but truth. And the true knowledge of the Son of God. Not tossed about, mature in spiritual matters. I think we have to make the distinction between being one in heart, one in spirit, and being one in the fullness of the mind of Christ, being one in mind, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. We need to be one in spirit. But there's a distinction between being one in spirit and one in mind. Let me recount an event that happened a number of years ago. Some of you have heard uh, this account, so bear with me, this was a ways back, it was in the late 80s, I believe, um, the churches in this area, a lot of the leadership was getting upset because people, families, will be in a church, then pick up, leave that church, go to another church. This was especially among the Bible churches. There were some mainline churches involved, but what I'm speaking about here was among mostly the evangelical Bible churches in the area and move from church to church. And the, the pastors, the elders, felt it was like a revolving door. So they called this meeting. I did not know what the meeting was going to be about. They included me in. We were a new church in the area. So I came into the meeting, and I find out right away what it is about, that they want to stop this movement of people from one church to another. It caused a lot of complications. And they what they were saying, there was some biblical basis to it in that, Their point was that some of the people, as soon as you got to an area that convicted them in the scriptures, they'd pick up and leave because they didn't want to hear about it. And that's true. That happens. But their solution was Gestapo-like. What they wanted was, if my people leave my church and go to your church, I want you to pick up the phone and call me and tell me they've come to your church, then rebuke them and send them back, and I'll do the same for you. If they're your people, come to my church, I'll pick up the phone, call you, tell on them, and send them back to you. And this way we keep everything nice and steady. And we can do our calculations better, I guess. Now, I don't doubt that. And, and after all, we're all brethren. We're all brothers in Christ, right? We have the unity of the Spirit. We're one. So we should do this for each other. I don't doubt that the the majority of the people in that room believed in the Lord Jesus. The majority of the people in that room loved the Lord Jesus Christ. So you have endeavoring to keep the, the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. So we could sit there and talk and praise the Lord, and we all love the Lord, but I took exception, of course I had to open my big mouth, and I took exception with their plan and I, I just, the Spirit came upon me, I had to speak out against it. And I think they were taken back by the response. The, the meeting pretty much closed up after, after I said what I said. Before I tell you what I said, let me, let me just explain something. Which, to understand what's wrong with it, let me give you an account of a story I know of.
0: We will continue this sermon in our next program. Our service time is 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at the Memorial Hall in Madison, Connecticut. You can find maps and info about our services on our website at www.shiarjashub.org, as well as a library archive of programs that are sure to help you in your daily Bible study. The address again is www.shear. Hyphen Jashub.org. You'll also find important articles written by Pastor Greg Scalzo. Please join us next time for Shiar Jashub.